welcome to The Dellingpod with me, James Dellingpod. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but I'm not excited about this week's special guest because it's not a special guest. I'm it's not special. I'm not special. You're not special. You're the only person who's not special, Dick. Mm-hmm. Which, so, makes me um, which makes special. me kind of special. I'm very excited, Dick, um, because it's been so long since we last did a podcast. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. 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 Incidentally, I'm getting really bad. I'm getting really bad. Echo back. Echo back. Seconds after seconds I say you totally are. Save. We're not having that. I don't know what's going on. I've. Hang on. Echo cancellation. Echo Shall cancellation. I turn that on? Shall I turn that on? It normally asks you whether you've oh, got no. your headphones oh, no. on. Cannot be changed, Cannot while, be changed recording. while recording. We're going to start again. Yeah, I'm, let's I'm start again. Let's no, start no, again. No, no, no. But hang on, let's just check my, my sound. Oh, fuck, it's so boring. Ah. Oh. You know why? No. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's uh, input. No. Try again. I talk now. Yeah. That does, that's not echoing anymore. It's not, is it? No. Um. Oh, let's just carry on then. Okay. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> with our audience loving this sort of shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I. I think I, of it I, as I a filter. There is a exactly. It's a filter. I know that there are some people, and in a way, you. you oh, hold on. <laughs> in a way. It separates us out from trigonometry. Um, your favourite podcast. You love Well, obviously. This is why I don't get to watch you very much these days, because I'm keeping up with Kishin and Constance. What are their names? Mm-hmm. Something um, like that. It's um, the, the, the Thunderbirds puppet and the other one. <laughs> uh, it, once, once, somebody pointed this out. Once you, once you know that one of them is a Thunderbird puppet, yeah. you can't... Unsee you can't it. not think about it. Mm. You can't not see it. Um, by the way, Dick. Yeah. Have I got Have I got shaving foam up my nose? I actually I actually shaved because after what you said the other day about my hair. Yeah. Um, You've done a lovely job of it now, though. I mean, that's just well, pretty by, much by perfect. Yeah, well, fantastic. Do you think I, I? It looks like it does look like a comb over, doesn't it? Pe- people spend a lot of money on haircuts, and you've proved that you don't need to. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> what I wanted to say to you before we go on is, mm-hmm. thank you for your hunter and gather tip. Right. Um, that relationship I mean, going well. It does seem going to well. Be. I'm gonna I'm gonna read out their ad actually because I don't I don't know whether they I'm sure they do want me to do an ad on on the Dick podcast. Um, they must they must have had a good take up because they are advertising again having after an initial trial. Okay. And people are obviously. And we've we've had, well, I'll tell you about this moment. We'll, we'll just we'll just do my the formal spiel. Um, hunter and gather spiel. As you know, I've recently been advocating the positive impact a real food diet can have on your health, and I'm not about to stop. Hunter and Gather have changed the game for me, so I want to keep sharing them with you. They are an ancestrally inspired real food and supplements brand, simplifying optimal healthy living by making the most arranging, amazing range of products. 
Their range spans from great tasting mayonnaises and condiments, all free from refined sugar and seed oils, to cooking oils and supplements such as collagen powder, freeze-dried lamb's organs in easy-to-take capsules and MCT oil. In addition to a 10% discount on subscription orders, which can be cancelled any time, we've teamed up with the folk at Hunter & Gather to offer you a further 10% off, which you can redeem by heading to hunterandgatherfoods.com and using the code TDP10. Enjoy. Um, I think the... So some people, Dick, uh, mm. are uncomfortable with the idea of reading advertising. I think, my own view, I don't know what you think, if I'm, if I'm pushing products which I, I like and, and think are a good thing, and people are, people are buying them and getting discounts, I think what's not uh, uh, Absolutely. But, uh, you know, obviously it's the thin end of the wedge it, it, in some people's eyes. And the, the day you start bigging up things that you haven't even tried and don't even believe in. But I think Hunter and Gather are a perfect fit for you. They, they love us. We love them. It's a product that came about through me saying, where the hell can I get hold of mayonnaise that isn't full of rapeseed oil? And, and they approached us. So, you know, good on them. Uh, no, they stuck their neck out, and it's not always the obvious fit to ask someone as uh, controversial as you to endorse someone's product. So, uh, yeah, more power to their well, elbow, and, and I don't you think for... I'm controversial. You, no, you Stop don't. That, but that with self... me being. <laughs> um, I what I will say, I th- I love the mayo. I, I I haven't tried obviously the entire product range yet. I think that their tomato sauce is a bit pure pure. Um, in that it's not it's not ketchup, and I think the point of a ketchup is I, I mean whether they use some thing that's not sugar I don't know kind of organic manuka honey made by special New Zealand bees that live live in live above twenty thousand feet you know, or whatever whatever they do mm. um, it's it's like when you when you're having your cooked breakfast, mm. you don't really want to have just my criticism. I, I don't know if you're allowed to criticise the um, your sponsor. Sponsor. It's quite thin and it's quite. It's like a tomato sauce rather than a ketchup. Right. So it's not sort of preserved tomato. It's going to, and it needs something. It needs a bit of sweetness to cut the or to contrast with the with the vinegariness. In my well, you've got to you've got to overcome years of um, Heinz ketchup um, sort of indoctrination, haven't you? Yeah, but I already have it. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm already on to the the premium. Okay. I, don't, I don't use Heinz anymore. Mm. But even so, I, I I think we have to accept that certain things serve a function. It's like you can't have jam that that's low sugar. It just doesn't work. No, no, sure. You can't have pickles that haven't got pickle in them. We've been using the um, ghee um, in our cooking a fair bit, which is great. And um, and the wife has jumped onto the, the the oil, the coconut oil stuff that she has in coffee. And apparently that works towards what? keto. Yeah, it, you make a bulletproof coffee. Have you heard of this? It's what the Americans do. They put a, a lump of butter in their coffee. And... Um, it sounds vile, but when you think the butter is just uh, whipped up cream anyway, churned cream. But uh, there's this coconut oil they do that uh, makes a bulletproof coffee, among other things. So, right. yeah, she, she's unexpectedly jumped onto that and loves it. So, yeah, good, uh, good, good things. I around. think it's important to, to, to maintain a grip on some 
normy things. I, 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 I mean, f- cigarettes. Why mm-hmm. are they even normy? I don't know. Um, um, increasingly fringe. Yeah, I think almost actually cigarettes now are a kind of badge of an identity badge, aren't they? Yep. For the awake. Yeah, because we know that cigarettes. Well, the other day um, at at Third Wednesday, I was um, uh, I'm off fags for Lent. It's one of the things I've been trying to give up. And what I didn't want to do was miss out on the cool kids having a fag around the side. So as I left to go and see them, I got to meet a new person who turned up our group, which was uh, David Icke's daughter. And she was absolutely lovely. And had I not gone out to chat with the kid, the cool kids having a fag, I, I, I might not have met her. So um, that was really very good. Liked it a lot. That was a sign from God. Yeah. Probably. Um, well, there's no such thing as coincidences anymore. We, we, we all know things are happening because they meant to happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's good. Well, I also, I can understand that after your your brush with lung cancer uh, in the last <laughs> it happens every time i take <laughs> it happens every time i retake up smoking but uh i think it's just something that you have to get used to a heaviness on your on your lungs imaginary or otherwise not wishing to um drag the conversation down to a depressing level so early on mm-hmm. but do you not think that actually Lung cancer would be a doddle compared with the the, the stuff that's coming our way. I mean, if the the, the tribulation uh, is going to be horrible, and I don't really see how we avoid it unless somehow we get assumed into heaven in that good bit, you know, if the rapture is a thing. (laughs) That good bit. Yeah, uh, um, you could end up with lung cancer in the gulag, though. So, you know, it's uh, swings and roundabouts. Either it wipes you out beforehand. But uh, uh, I don't know. Is it best to go into the gulag in in rude health or uh, I don't know. And I I feel bad about doing this because I I, I feel like I'm I'm bumming out uh, loyal supporters uh, who need a bit of optimism, uh, the cheery optimism. But I just don't. The way do you not do you not feel this that we're, we've been after the. So we all went on the on the marches, and I, and I totally respect, mm. by the way, people who are still doing it. I feel bad that I wasn't in London last weekend for that march, um, where Eden and others were, and um, but I rather feel that they the powers that be, whatever, the predator class, have, have played, a, played a blinder recently. Um, because most people have been persuaded that everything's back to normal and it's all pretty much okay and we've solved, you know, the, oh, the craziness. We finally dealt with COVID um, mm. thanks to, you know, a bit of luck and a bit of, a bit of intervention with these, these perfectly safe and effective... Life-saving cure, yeah. And... Um, We've got, you know, Piers Morgan sort of saying, sorry, not sorry, because... Oh, that's so the annoying. Science, the, science, the science changed. Mm, yeah, so so my views changed with the changing science. Yeah. Uh, you just, he's, just uh, want to... He's not, he's not stuck in the mud, <laughs> Piers Morgan. He's not, he's not going to be bound by <laughs> morals or honesty or anything like that. 
um the 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 enemy are going to constantly um adapt their tactics though aren't they it's not like they're going to sit back and go wow the other side seemed to be winning but they're, they're, they've got many more rabbits to pull out of the hat they're they're going to continue like AI, to play the, yeah they, yeah they learn and adapt and uh change their tactics and uh you know on, on the face of it we don't stand a chance obviously we know that ultimately we get to win but uh yeah at what cost well the problem is dick um okay the i suppose the um best case scenario is that um yeah it's all going to come to pass because the bible says it is and revelation and isaiah and stuff they all talk about about the stuff that's coming before christ returns um so the the optimistic scenario is yeah but it's gonna happen way beyond our, our, our lifetime there's, there's there's so much more to play out before all that happens hmm. that's that's the optimistic one so you know let the kids or the grandchildren yeah. or the great grandchildren deal with it um but the more pessimistic one is that it's all playing out pretty much according to to the Bible now, and it seems to be accelerating. Mm-hmm. And so we, it looks like we're going to get the ringside seats at the. Have at you the been watching or watched at all the Chosen? No. Oh God, you've got to get onto it, especially with your TV reviewer hat on. You know this thing that's been. What do you even know about it? What is it? It's it's a, a series. It, it's been crowd crowdfunded in America, so it's all paid for, and therefore they don't have to make money out of flogging it to Netflix and what have you. But it's available in just about every format. It's a series, um, a drama series on the life of Christ, essentially. Um, it's uh, very, very slick, um, good on correct doctrine, and um, you know, it it's historically it feels right. It's got that sort of Life of Brian feel about it for the for the gritty authenticity and the sort of uh, first century Judea type feel. Um, they've got some great actors playing the roles of the uh, the, the various apostles, and uh, it's. It, it's unmissable, really. I, all of my lot, all my Dan the Christian rabbit whole lot, are absolutely loving it. Um, okay. But there's a scene in it where, um, you know, the scene where they 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 break through the roof of the house to 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 drop the yeah yeah yeah, yeah I like that the one. crippled man in through so Jesus can heal. Yeah. They're in that scene. So um, mm. someone asks from the audience, "Is <laughs> it's ask Jesus time?" And they go. You talk about there's going to be a, a a judgment when so and so will will separate the good and the evil, blah blah blah. And, and w- when is this going to happen? And so Jesus yeah. says, "Well, um, wh- what what do the oh look? You you're completely distracting me with the beautiful British blue. Isn't he lovely? Anyway, Jesus basically to to to, to cut to the chase, he says." Um, you've got to be prepared for it to happen pretty much any time. Yeah. Right. He says the servants waiting for their master to return, they, they, they don't go and eat his food, sleep on his bed, um, generally run riot. They, they're ready there with lamps that are, are freshly cut. Um, yeah. they, they, you, you've got to be ready at any time. So basically the message, if you are a Christian, you've got to be ready now. 
it's uh, it's not a case of we can put it off for a while and do what we like for a bit longer you, you've got to or, always be ready or let's let's see how bitcoin plays out a bit yeah. longer <laughs> and, and hope that we can yet buy that volcano island and protect ourselves from the um i see yeah um well no i i obviously i am familiar with those those bits of, of scripture yeah. in fact, i'm dying to, i'm dying to get back to um to the gospels because i've just been plowing my way through through the the letters the epistles well i i'm i'm still doing old testament like in the teeth. evening and i do new testament in the morning um j- yeah. just reading it just before work and it that works out well for me we, we had a discussion on our thursday circle group the, uh, last thursday about you know th- this old testament thing it's all seems to be very much about how to sacrifice unblemished sheep if you've got leprosy but uh, it doesn't seem to be completely relevant to us today and i think the whole thing is you're meant to you meant to read them in conjunction with each other. Um, I am not of the view. You, you know, there's this kind of this edgy take on the Bible, which is that Yahweh is in fact Satan or something. You know right, <laughs> controversial to say the least. Well, well, yeah, uh, and I just think like. I mean, I so I we don't want to make this all about about. No, no, it, it, it'll scare the horses. Well, it'll it'll frighten the <laughs> frighten off the Satanists. <laughs> Our Satanist <laughs> audience will be going, "What? I didn't." <laughs> They're discriminating. I'm cancelling my Patreon. Oh, You're I'm dissing <laughs> Satan again. <laughs> so look, sorry about Satanist. Sorry, Satanist viewer. viewer. Um, we went. We went. We went later on. We'll, we'll move on soon. But um, you read Isaiah, which is Old Testament, mm-hmm. or you read the Psalms, which is which are Old Old Testament, and time and again you are blown away by how much they they foresee the New Testament. They predict Christ's coming. They predict so much of what and and the Psalms, for example, were written in about a thousand BC. So a thousand years before Christ's coming, there was um, there's there's a, I, I hope I didn't mention this in last in last week's episode. There, there is I'm, I, I I learned um, Psalm two, um, and there's a bit where God speaks and He says, "Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion," and then and then it goes into the voice of the of the of the king. Um, who is his son and it says I will preach the law whereof the Lord hath said unto me thou art my son this day I have begotten thee well how would how would they know a thousand years before Christ's birth that this was going to happen except if they had the powers of remarkable prediction hmm. that and, and and how can you sort of write off the Old Testament as this kind of other thing when it when it it rhymes so perfectly with the with the New Testament and echoes it and repeats it and, and, and yeah and you, but it. you do have to wade through a lot of um, begatting and um, how to build a tabernacle how many cubits of uh, I know 
the of wood the and measurements, the precision, measurements the types of cloth. I mean, it's fascinating in a way because it's all very hardline Jewish type stuff, not mixing your fabrics and uh, what you can and can't eat. But, you know, I want, I want to be a completist. I want, at the end of it, I want to say, yes, I've read the Bible. So you, you've got to wade through um, Leviticus and Numbers, which I'm on now. And it, it's like, you know, just the name Numbers isn't really selling it to me. But uh, I'm dying to get on to uh, onto some of the more exciting stuff. Numbers has got a lot of lists. Yeah, um, <laughs> Isaiah is Isaiah's yeah, the best. It's where it's at. Yeah, Isaiah, it's like it's like a treat further on, isn't it? So uh, yeah, so yeah, but, we should probably move on from thing things religious. Except one more, they, one more thing: they, they do, you do know how Isaiah was killed. Yes, he was torn in half with a wooden saw. Yeah, okay, which I, is I, I, just I you know. So, yeah. not not um, a great way to okay. go. So you want to tell me about mm -hmm. your trip to Portugal, don't you? Well, I, it is the most recent thing that that, that we need to catch up on, and um, mm. I, I quizzed you on whether you'd been to Lisbon before, and you. I have. I liked the um, Pasteis del Nata. Is that what called Pastel del Nata? Yeah, Pastel del Nata. Um, it, I, I don't think it's a language I'm ever going to master Portuguese. Yeah, it's funny. Even when the Portuguese speak to Spanish, that I think they revert to English because they're, they're different enough. But uh, it, it's a, a, a very difficult language. I tell you what I like about um, Lisbon is that funny little tower thing, the elevator at thing, the mouth of the river uh, uh, on oh, the right Tagus, there. right. Where they all set up, and you, and you look at the carvings, and it's got sort of pelicans and. That's the Belem Tower, that's near the, the monastery. Belem Tower. I was completely underwhelmed by that thing because I had to queue for half an hour for it, and when we got in, oh, you didn't go inside. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> that else was my mistake. Did? Yeah, you idiot! You you idiot! <laughs> what the was I thing, thinking? What were you? What? <laughs> Fancy going <laughs> the, to the tourist The man who queued to get inside the Belem Tower. I should, I can't remember if I did or I didn't. The the mistake we both made, Dick, mm. you know there's a queue jumping pass that you can just get for everything. They don't what, tell it? you about it because obviously no. they want to keep it a secret. Right. There's a there's a Lisbon get into everything pass that you just get yeah. from somewhere, probably some somewhere somewhere inaccessible. You've probably got to sort of go I to... I figured there had to be something know. like that because wherever there's a queue, there's a way of... As a way of getting around it, but you know, uh, we were playing everything by ear and just sort of just going with the flow. And yeah, I think after that, we 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 realised that not all the things with queues on are worth queuing for. So we kind of kept that to a minimum and uh, had a much better time of it thereafter. Did did you not like the monastery where Vasco da Gama and others are buried? No, that was lovely. That was that was beautiful. And that's right by that's that. That's worth seeing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth going into. Um, and the, the, the things I like cards. doing, yeah, ab absolutely stunning. Uh, but the thing I like doing is just just drifting around these places, just sort of you know, letting yourself get lost, stopping for a coffee and a fag and a pastry. It's just yeah. you know, for for four days, it, it couldn't have been better. It was absolutely lovely. So uh, yeah, big up, I big up Lisbon. Lisbon is is lovely. I agree. I think. When we went there, we rather had the sense that the sense that we were pushing the the boundaries of available things to do, even after like two days. It's yeah. not like it, I, I know it's an unfair comparison, but you go to Venice 
and you think, right, this is just like a box of chocolates and I'm mm. going to eat, eat all the flavours and, and I'm going to feel a bit sick. And there's so much to do and so much to miss out on. I didn't really feel uh, after, say, three days in Lisbon that I'd missed out on stuff. You know, I'd seen the nice shops. Oh, no, there were, the, the, there were lots for cans. us to still do. I'd yeah. seen the castle. We, we, we didn't do the castle. We didn't do any galleries. The, 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 the Maritime Museum is recommended by our, our father. Did you do and, the uh, aquarium? No. And I thought, what the hell? Why, why would I do an aquarium when you? it's the same bloody fish anywhere in the world? Exactly. It's, there's um, always a, t- a sand tiger, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, 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 could have done a, we could have done a lot more. We took a day trip out to Sintra which was the highlight. I mean, that, that was beautiful. Um, and yeah, it, it was a, a great city break. And I, I would place it up there with Tallinn and Budapest as favorite city breaks that I've had. So, uh, you know, that's, that's high praise indeed. How many more city breaks do you think we're going to get before? This is what I keep on wondering. How, how many opportunities are we going to get to get away? Because, you know, they don't want us to travel even now. You go to an airport and it is so dystopian right from the moment you get in and you have to queue for that security thing. And OK, so they're no longer looking in the sole of your shoe for bombs. But which was all made still, up anyway. Which was all made up anyway. It was all fabricated. Um, and, you know, <laughs> It was uh, Patrick Henningsen, who you um, interviewed the other day, and I haven't listened to that yet, but he did a really good talk on it at our our comedy podcast um, weekend when he he said that they take all your liquids off you in case they're explosives and they put them in a big pot by the side with all the other potential explosives. So by the end of the day, they've got a great big massive barrel of potentially explosive liquids. Uh, you know, if they believed it for one moment, they wouldn't treat it like that. They'd take it out with the leather gloves and, and masks and dispose of it or something. It, it, it's just a charade to, to wear you down and put you off travel, make you feel like the sheep that you are. Yes, you're right. It's all about demoralizing and sort of forcing you to to recognize the absurdity of the regulations that you are yet accepting by. I don't think people do realize that. I think they say, well, do you think we could go through without these security measures? And I would go, yes, I do think we could. But uh, they're, they're having none of it. Well, I don't want to be on the plane where, when you blow up because they didn't check our, sh- our the soles of our shoes. Uh, it's yeah. just ludicrous. Uh, at one time, Oliver, as in my son, your nephew, he he got he got stopped going through customs because he had a a, a fake bullet on his key ring, and he was mortified. It, it nearly put him off travel. They they took it off him, and it was very much a sort of what were you thinking having this uh, fake bullet on your key fake ring? Fake bullets, though, Dick. Yeah, I know they could go fake and fake guns and pretend and to kill, kill someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know what's really annoying me today? Uh, today of all days. Of all days, what? The the time zone thing. Oh, the, the, the way that we've. It's like a stolen hour, so, isn't it? It is. I was. I was. Um. I've been. I read Peter Hitchens just to see what <laughs> what is what he's moaning on about today. Whether he's whether there's any anything I can extract from him that, that's useful. And and this one is look, I, I, I was absolutely right about 
about the Iraq war. It was completely pointless, and and I was right, and nobody listened. And, and that's a good Peter Hitchens. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's, it's about the only impersonation I can do. Okay. Um, and now then, now then. <laughs> apart from that one, apart from that one, um, and so he was going. He he was going on rightly about time zones about about, about the, the the clock change and he mm. was pointing out he said imagine a situation where your boss says to you on monday you're going to turn up to work an hour early no excuses no excuse on earth is going to change this you will turn up to work an hour early and everyone in the office is going to have to do it everyone in fact everyone in the entire country is going to have to do it which is essentially the nature of the, the the clock change it's 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 the powers that be because that's, that's what it really is saying to you we can even change your time we can tell you what time of day it is and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it and we're going to mess with your body clocks we're gonna we're going to increase apparently the incidence of cancer increases um uh with with the time change i suppose because people's body clocks get disrupted and it it, it it, it interferes with lots of things. I should imagine um, all those people on the brink of myocarditis, heart attacks are, are going to be sent over the edge by this as well. Yeah, every little exactly. helps. And there's there's always there's always an excuse. So so at any given time, any a, any subject about which there is potential debate, there will always be the pre-prepared counter argument. Um, for the clock change and it's something to do with Scottish kids farmers, coming home from school and they're, 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 from school. they're not going to get run over it's, because they, uh. it's all it's all bullshit mm-hmm. it's all it, it, it's all bullshit and yet a bit like the thing you just mentioned about the the liquids at the airport mm. people have been persuaded because they've read so many articles about about yeah, it's because of the school children. It's because of the. I mean, if you were Team Toby, you'd just, you just—that's what you do, isn't it? You—you you mm. wouldn't go. Why are we doing this stupid, stupid thing, which is unnecessary, damaging to people's health, disruptive, costly, pointless? Uh, you'd be going. Yeah, but you see, the thing is that the 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 children, the school, the school children, and 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 the and regulation. Do you and, want school like, children to get run over? Is that what you want to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want Scottish farmers not to be able to grow oats for your porridge? Do you really? Can you imagine being that Scottish farmer? He wants to go out and do some ploughing at 5 a.m., but it's 6 a.m., so he can't, <laughs> or, or the other way around. You know, it, it doesn't work like that. A farmer's going to do the shit no. he has to do when he wants to do it, no matter what time the government tell him it is. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we know that. The normies kind of find it difficult to grasp. I've been writing a piece on the subject, and it's going to be an absolute humdinger when I finally publish it. It's it, it's it's about something like why I don't believe in free speech, and why I don't believe in debate, um, because I think both of these things are are kind of chimeric. Uh, they're, they're they're these notions which have been presented to us as uh, unarguably a good thing. It's free speech. Um, we love free speech. You know, I'm setting up the free speech union to protect it. Uh, and it's almost a blockable offence for me. People coming onto my Telegram channel and saying how, you know, we need more debate. Debate's a good thing. We need, um, why don't you have guests on your podcast that you can debate more with? Have people from the other side, you know, instead of having people you agree with all the time, why not have, why not have Piers Morgan? 
Why not have, oh, Peter Hitchens, that would be interesting. Or, or Michael Gove, or, or I don't know. Um, Satan. Uh, Hel- Satan, exactly. The, the adversary himself. And um, I think it's all bollocks. I, I'm not interested in, so suppose, I was, I was thinking of a few examples. So suppose you were going to debate, you, you would decide whether the moon landings happened or not. And you had team... Bart Sibrel, I can't remember what his mm-hmm. website is. And you had team... Nasser. I think it's S-I-B-R-E-L dot com. Have you got that? Okay. Maybe that's, ba- maybe that's a bad example. But, but it, it, it presupposes that if only these, these sides can lay out their, their, their material, their, lay out their, set out their arguments clearly and articulately, the audience at home will be able to go, oh, well, on the one hand... Um, NASA, which is a really respectable body, which wouldn't lie to us, and we saw the rockets on... We, we saw Nixon on the phone, for goodness sake, mm-hmm. and astronauts. These are men men of Im, Im, impeccable virtue. These are heroes. These are, they've got the right stuff. They wouldn't lie to us. And also, how many... How could you possibly stage this fake thing? I mean, so many people would have to be in on the fake that mm-hmm. it would never be possible. And then on the other side, you'd have, yeah, but shadows flags put together with with mask with, with sticky tape and and um tin foil and and impossible you know. distances um, and and people would get, would sit there stroking their chins and going yeah i think i'm going to go for the, with that argument but it's it we've 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 had it we've been given this notion that everything should be up for debate and, and what, what actually it does is it enables the Hegelian dialectic because always the ground moves. It, 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 like, suppose you've got, my argument is, there's truth and there's falsehood. But what debate does is always moves the point away from, from truth towards the muddled ground, where, which is closer to falsehood. Do, mm-hmm. you, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we, we know what the score is because, because it's hard won, this knowledge. We it's know a variation on the dog shit yoghurt theory, isn't it? It is a variation on dog shit yoghurt theory. It is. I mean, I, I suppose that all my pieces are basically variations on a, on a theme. But it's, I've been particularly bothered recently by some of the sort of the normie contributors on my Telegram channel saying things like, well, what's wrong with trigonometry? Well, <laughs> the, 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 they, were, they were okay about the vaccine and he said actually they weren't they really weren't they, the, 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 the Thunderbird puppet um, he, he initially having opposed the vaccine he said he, he was going to he was going to take one in his um, in, in, in his in his arm um, they're obviously what gatekeepers control opposition or whatever and, and, and you only have to think about this and examine this for a few moments to realise this so I'm not interested in debating people who who are just not clever enough or not astute enough or haven't done the legwork to find out what the truth is. I'm I'm happy to pe- people to debate stuff that's more nebulous, like is Putin a goodie or a baddie? Mm. Because that, that that that's that's worth discussing because the, 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 there are, are arguments and counter arguments, but but some things are beyond argument. For example. Is climate change a load of bollocks, bollocks, or is it really important? Well, it, it's a load of bollocks. Hmm. You don't need you don't need a team of, of experts from both sides to 
to argue that, to find out the truth. And I was going to put a battery in my, my thing. Keep talking to me. Um, right. Another thing we're going to talk about shortly, by the way, is um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our, um, our foray into tribute bands. Because that was something else that uh, that was something else that we've done since last we spoke in a podcast, um, going off we, yeah. to Bath Did to see the band called Musical Box, who are a Genesis, an early Genesis tribute band, mm. and the tickets were kindly given to us. And a shout out to Dave over in Germany. To, Thank to, you, Dave. So hi, Dave and Beer and Jordan. Yeah. Thank you very much for the tickets. It was a lovely gesture. And the fact that you're over in Germany was why you couldn't go yourself. But so we saw that in its entirety, um, the lamb lies down on Broadway, the, the, the proggiest, most up its arse Genesis the most, the album. I, I'd say of all Genesis is when when Gabriel completely was unleashed. And all the other band mem members must have been going, oh, what the Gabriel, fuck is he doing? such a twat. We hate him. <laughs> We've got to do it because he's like got the ego. And we but, just want to strut. We, you know, Steve Hackett, I just want to play filigree guitar solos and drift off and Dreamy and, and, and Mike Rutherford and Banks. Or Tony Banks is says, I just want to noodle on my keyboard and, yes, me, and, and my Mellotron. And tend my roses for the rest of yes, the time. Yes, exactly. Um, so this megalomaniac takes over and, and comes up with this sort of rock opera, which you, at least, actually bothered to look at what the storyline is about. Mm. Ray. Tell, tell us the storyline. Um, <laughs> well, I, it comes obviously in a, in a gatefold um, album. Uh, so yeah. back in my teen days where you got me into Genesis because you'd pick them fault. up on your travels and your on your gap yard, I think it was, or, or even before that. So um, it's a story about a Puerto Rican called Rail who gets whipped off to a, a weird dreamlike fantasy land where his his dick gets chopped off and he has to go chasing after it because a bird flies off with it in a tube and then he meets the carpet crawlers and there's something about wanking and That's it's all right. sordid and weird and dreamlike um i like the songs i like the whole thing i, I think even though it's not the best genesis album i like it I enjoyed the, uh, the the gig immensely, be partly because the good bits were excellent, but also the bad bits were so what... The band was so good at being Genesis that they even let you have an insight into a megalomaniac wanker dominating a group of very talented musicians. And you really got that from, I, from the way that band behaved. I loved it too. Uh, although I'm really not a fan of the album at all. I just think, I mean, I quite like, the, there's not many tunes on it. And there's not many really good excursions on it either, like you get in, in well, I mean, for me, the benchmark is, is Foxtrot, because it's got Supper's Ready on it. Hmm. And Supper's Ready is, 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 is genius. Hmm. Um, th th there are no such sublime moments on, or very few on, I think if you'd given the album itself more time, if you'd done your homework and done a little bit of... Uh, oh, Dick, come on. I listened to it I know, so I much. know. It was like Proust Madeleine, actually. It took... Because, because I hadn't listened to it since I was probably about 22. 
Mm. It took me with no interim listening. It took me right straight back. back. To that okay, moment. right. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was fine. What I liked about it mainly was about hanging out with you in, in Bath. And, mm. and we, we had just, a good day. Just we had a good day. And a nice we meal. Went into the cathedral. Yep. We, that was that was God called us into the cathedral. Slightly magical. We were ambling around Bath, you know, in a leisurely pace. We, there was no hurry unusual for us we're normally having to because of your terrible timekeeping we're normally having to rush somewhere but we, there was no rush we'd we, we, <laughs> we, we'd we'd had a pint i think you were half obviously and um and it was yeah. like well what should we do to kill half an hour and we found ourselves by bath abbey the doors were open we had well even time but let, let's pop in it seems to be open and they said sorry no no more people um no, no tourists it's evening prayer we said yeah that's 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 what we're here for we'll have some of that uh, and so we went in and did the last 10 minutes of evening prayer and um it was lovely wasn't it there are only about uh, what maybe a yeah. dozen people in there at tops and i think they only mentioned ukraine once or maybe not even <laughs> Did they, <laughs> they mentioned it in a very balanced way, though, didn't they? They just listed yeah, they it a, 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 on a long list of places that need our, our prayers. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's something like we, we pray that Zelensky may smite the Russians, but that also Putin <laughs> may, may, may smite Zelensky in his. I wish his they Nazi were talking wars. in terms of smiting, but unfortunately they weren't. It, it was just the wishy washy, namby pamby, um, why can't we all be friends? Do. We had the narrow escape, didn't we, in the Italian restaurant? Do you remember that? How so? Well, we were we wandered round for hours trying to mm. decide where to eat, and we were mm. some of the we didn't really want pub food. We wanted a bit something a bit a notch above pub food. We didn't um, want we, a steak because that would have weighed too heavily on our stomachs yes. during the gig. Oh, and also, I was going because the next day this was this was rather overshadowing me. I was going out with the Heathrop mm -hmm. and I was really quite nervous about that mm. because you know st jumping stone walls and stuff so right. I was thinking oh should I be here at all but so we ended up we were looking through this we, we looked through the window of an Italian restaurant and there was a man there was a couple inside and the man was going come on yes yes <laughs> he was making thumb <laughs> yeah he was he was all that and we were trying to look at the menu which was in the window right next to yeah. him and we, he pointed to his table and we thought yeah this, this guy's trying this guy guy is 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 he's pushing too hard we're not going to get mm. there so we so we walked round the block and looked at about a dozen other restaurants yeah. and found their menus wanting for various reasons and finally we came back and the man was still there yeah. and still gesticulating to us that this was really excellent so we went in and and, and the man said we, we we can't we haven't got a table for you and we said oh please 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 suddenly we rather really really it, wanted the, the the restaurant rather regretting we, our earlier decision yeah. not to go to this italian restaurant and the, finally the man found us a table and so he went over to this couple and he said I, we said we come in here because of you is it really he said oh yes you we, we've got the fish freshly caught from brixham a bit of a bit of lemon sole it's lemon delicious sole. so you and i both ordered the lemon sole because actually it was the right thing to eat it wasn't going to be too heavy it wasn't going to be pasta or pizza yeah it, w it should have been perfect we needed soul food didn't we Dick? hey hey was that a that terrible was pun funny, or was it no <laughs> no it was a really really bad pun um <laughs> that 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 joke only works visually 
because soul and soul sound the same even with the different yep, spellings yep, so it's absolutely course. absolutely crap absolutely anyway, shite so remember we are sharing a hotel bedroom that night mm-hmm. and very nearly a single bed but uh the, very nearly, i managed, was, I managed to get them to you sort booked the hotel out. room i booked I it correctly have. as a twin room not a double room it was their mistake they sorted anyway. it out we got separate beds dear viewer don't worry i saw on the well they, they didn't think we were a gay couple didn't they, they well they everyone in bath did yeah everyone the whole bar did we did we do couple. anything to disabuse them of this though no. no no because we don't care so the soul arrives and i see these fashionable smears of of sort of beigey colors on mm. the plate and i think aye aye what would give a beige smear well the one was a seafood sauce color wasn't it unmistakable sort of one was it one was the orangey seafood sauce Mm -hmm. color that's fine Mm -hmm. that's obviously a kind of shellfish reduction giving Mm -hmm. that orangey color but what's this beige color and i was thinking there was only one vegetable that gives a beigey color like that and i said to the to the waiter i said excuse me what is this and he said it is Jerusalem artichoke. It is Jerusalem artichoke. And I knew then. That I, I said, I said, Dick, don't. Stop. Don't. Stop. 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 And it was. It was like one of those where the person is about to um, open the garage. That's tr- that, that's that's the door that's that's tied up to the to the grenade, grenade explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I just saved you in time. You because saved Jerusalem yourself. Jerusalem artichoke. Ju- I saved myself. Jerusalem artichoke is... I mean, I think that most of the vegetable kingdom is God's creation. But I think that God said, I'm going to let Satan make one of the vegetables. And I'm going to give, make him taste one. Make, he's going to make one that's superficially nice tasting, makes a delicious soup. Tastes just like other artichokes with the leafy, you know, the rather mm. satisfying tip to gnaw your way through um, and then cut out the hearts afterwards like not not in an Aztec way but in a nice way mm-hmm. um, but this this particular um, vegetable this root vegetable is going to give you the smelliest farts imaginable and couples again because it coincides with this season coincides with Valentine's Day so couples on their first date are going to be going out for a Valentine's dinner and then they're going to eat this this vegetable, which seems so nice, but it's going to make them fart. The man farts so much, and the girl is going to be so repelled that she will not put out, and their date will be ruined. And that's what that's what the so we, we were so and, lucky. And let's let's call it Jerusalem to to add insult <gasps> to injury. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Have, by the way, apropos of nothing. Well, no, apropos of everything you just mentioned there. Okay. Have you worked out what Zion is? Have you talked uh, about this in, in, in Thursday no, Circle? No. Done Babylon, but not Zion. I quite want to know what is the deal about the Holy Hill of Zion. Right. What happens on it? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make that uh, a task. <laughs> I'll, I'll set it as homework for Thursday Circle. I mean, by the way, I've, I've, I've rather pleasingly, I've, I've come across... Sorry, sorry Satanist. Um, which is We're back, back on God back again. The Bible. Um... I have come across some satisfying mentions of jar in the Bible. Right. And 
you know, and I'm thinking Jar, Rastafara, and yeah. and Zion Train and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can see where you can see where the Rastas get it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite it's quite pleasing, and and Babylon, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babylon. Um, anyway, so going back to the after that um, digression, back yep. to Genesis. <laughs> The other thing I know. Are we on Genesis the book or the all right, we're on to the gig. Ironically called Genesis, gig. yes. What was it what are the band called again? Musical They're Box. called Musical Box, named after obviously a, a, another Genesis song. What I also liked about it was that everyone there was of a certain age, apart from mm-hmm. a token boy, a token youth who'd been obviously dragged along by his dad. Yeah. Um, on some sort of weird experience of my nostalgia son mm-hmm. trip. But um, one could make jokes that, that everyone, everyone got. So there was, the, <laughs> I went into the loos and there was a long, 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 long queue. And I, um, I, I jested about the, uh, <laughs> that there were going to be comfort breaks after, after every song, I think it was, because uh, each song lasted The song's 20 been minutes, 20 minutes, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And there was much ribaldry. Actually, I, my joke was funnier than that. I can't remember what it was. Um, but there was much ribaldry over the fact that we're all getting old and Genesis write really long, slightly tedious songs, which is good. Um, <laughs> have we have we have we mined the Genesis scene? Now? I, I think we, we we we've taken that to its its logical conclusion. And uh, the other thing that that my favourite bit was was the restaurant um, riff. Yeah, that was good. I okay. thought. Okay. Right. It, no, but as you what say, was it, 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 it was um, what as far as our our relating of the experiences yeah. goes. Um, what, we, oh, Dick, we, you've, got, you've got to tell them about the scene, the, the, the scene that you filmed. Come on. The um, we're at the cafe, no. No, when when we were trying, when you were, we were trying to capture scenes that demonstrated Genesis <laughs> at peak wank. Okay, so the the thing about Musical Box is they've they own not own, but Genesis have allowed them the rights to the costumes and the slideshow from the original nineteen seventy four performance. So you've got three screens doing a slideshow, which is really very dated now obviously but back then it was quite high tech so images constantly changing across these three screens so so that was one thing but the other was the costume so for part of the thing with rail trying to get his cock back was he has to go to see the doctor of something or other and anyway he ends uh, the peter gabriel character ends up in this costume that's covered in balls uh, uh, he looks like a, 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 a pantomime leper and in, including big actual balls hanging down and he's lumbering across the stage and and uh, it's, it's quite a good song playing at the time i think it was uh quite a good I've, song I've, I've forgotten what it was as well anyway it was absolute peak wank uh, as far as this particular type of genesis thing went, it, um, so yeah, I, I was filming that bit, and uh, yeah. I, I, I've got to put it together as a Dick's Out film at some point, but I haven't had the time well, to, to look at. Of course, I, I should, mean, but I, it's like my my I've, like today, I, I only just managed to get back in time from the military affair I was at to come and come and well, do this, this with you. So, going back to our our, our, our winch of the day. Mm. It's so bloody annoying. We've had an hour stolen from us. Mm. We should not be doing this at this time. We should be doing it an hour later. Take it out of a bloody the... Monday. Yeah, or, or not or, at or, all. Or, or not at all. Leave time um, alone. 
By the way, mm-hmm. mentioning um, having your penis cut off or whatever yeah. it is that happens to rail, mm-hmm. I was reminded of, because somebody on Twitter today put up a, a, a meme from Lawrence of Arabia about uh, no prisoners and and Peter O'Toole looking quite excited about the idea of leading a charge where there's no no prisoners. Um, and I was reminded by what I learned from John Hamer about what happened to to Lawrence of Arabia when he got captured by the Turks. Right. Because the film is quite guarded, but it, it, it's quite guarded about this. It doesn't really tell you what happened. And one, but apparently, his genitalia got so mutilated that he couldn't have sex again. Oh God! And that, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's that's killed any wish I'd been Lawrence of Arabia fantasies for me, especially when you know that his motorbike accident was staged by MI5. Was it now? You know that? No. Yes. What, he yes. knew too much. He was bumped off by MI5. Yeah, right. about Churchill. Who's ah. a Roman? Well, that is a, an entire new rabbit hole. Well, not new, but it's a, a rabbit hole all of its own, isn't it? The the, the Churchill was a Roman rabbit hole. That that is that is one of the king king royal rabbit holes, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, that would be the equivalent. You have of to be down a few others before you get there. It's one of those ones that's already down the main rabbit hole, and you've got to go fairly deep down that before you can go sideways. Um, it, what? Um, that would be the rabbit with nasty pointy teeth and yeah. a mean streak a mile wide, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. That, that, that just like beyond any rabbit you've seen. Yep. Um, we're not going to go there today. I, I, no, let's I not. Forget, forget, <laughs> forget I mentioned, I mentioned that one. Um, I was going to play, although funnily enough, before the show started, I was wondering about a new game, mm-hmm. um, a bit like the yes, no game. Um, which would be something like evil or not evil. Well, that's still a yes, no, isn't it? Well, it is a bit. Actually, you're right. It is. Exa- <laughs> <It's a> j- <laughs> Are you right. debating whether or not evil should be a yes or a no? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're right. It is. It is. Way- <laughs> so scrub that thought. Okay, well, we're not going to do evil or not evil. But we could do um, it as a yes, no. And okay. and our, our viewers, listeners will, will know immediately what we're talking about. Mm. Um, there's loads. Of, there must be loads of other stuff we haven't talked about that I want. Yeah, to well, talk we, to you about. we we we've we've done the you've done the Neil Oliver show since we last um, podcasted together. And uh, <gasps> do we, you mean no, to say it's been that long? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I mean that 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 came after Genesis. That came after Musical Box. But uh, again, the, the lovely thing about that was not so much the show itself, which was great, and I, did, I sat yeah. through some of it, but I was busy doing merch. It's um, yeah. m- meeting the, the Sharklings and uh, other fellow travellers on the thing, hanging out with Bob Moran uh, and, and Abby Roberts and, you know, just, just the gang and, uh, who, who assemble, uh, you know, Deck and Jules for, from Scotland. You know, they're just... I when know. our gang is together, I, I, it is so lovely. It, it's such a good, good group of people. And in talking about this, I want to say to all the people that I didn't hang out with, how really sorry I was not to be able to hang out with everyone. Because, uh, I mean, I, I really do like all the people who come to my... I mean, some of them are a bit odd. And some of them, you know, 
but but I but they're lovely people, and and I I I, I did feel bad, but I I, I don't I, there seems to be no way around it, no way when you've got what nine hundred people, yeah, coming to your own event, you can't have intimate conversations or special times with all of them. But it's what just, we did get was uh, we had the pub afterwards for those who who made it to that particular pub who found out but where it was. So some some didn't, but I mean it's sort of like you can you can put out to some degree where we're going, and a lot of the time it's a last minute plan anyway, made by someone else, but. Uh, Neil Oliver himself was good enough to come and uh, along for a pint and he chat was. with people, and he, he was he was a, a thoroughly good egg. You know, being he, he was out there, well, on the pavement outside the pub, pint in hand, and um, chatting with, with with all comers. So that that was great. That was really nice to see. Do you know my favourite bit of all of the whole evening? Um, was it going to drinks at the hotel? Yes, but what particular aspect of of going for the drinks? Um. Don't know. Andy buying you an expensive I, Japanese whiskey. No, that that was really good. I dodged something. I, I, it was, it made me so happy. It was the, it, you 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 understand this. Go on. So there was a terrifying a terrifying moment. We'd we'd finished at the pub, hmm. and I was thinking, oh, I might just have got away with this. I might be able to go to bed now. Hmm. And people said, yeah, where are we going to go now? Right. And, and 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 so people like Abby Roberts and and, and and the gang were all plotting about these these exciting late night drinking adventures we were mm. going to have. And somebody said, "Yeah, let's go to the so and so hotel." Um, and it was in Mayfair, and we were in <laughs> in Westminster. So there must have been about twenty of us at that time, twenty five maybe left, and. So that would have involved five cabs, at least, going to this hotel, you know, a way away, a cab journey away, mm. and, and then being stuck there and having to get home again. And I suddenly had a really bright idea. I said, like, my hotel is two minutes walk from here. Maybe they've got a bar. <laughs> and it turned out, suddenly I became the leader and it, yeah. it, it turned out they did have a bar. So instead of going into the cab and having this, this ordeal from hell, which it would have been. Uh, so that was, I'm, I'm afraid to say that was. I, I, it, it was a really good bar like as well. And, and they were really the welcoming of this large group of largely drunken weirdos. And they let us in. And um, yeah. Well, more than was... that, it was almost like it was the perfect balance between busy enough for us to not feel like we were providing the sole entertainment mm. but empty enough to be able to accommodate us all comfortably it was it yeah. was like no it was it was, it was it, heaven sent it was heaven sent another heaven sent thing yeah it was good yeah so uh yeah a good time had by all um we've, we've definitely got to do oh, more of these big big events because that, that's the way ahead perhaps outside london Definitely outside London. I hate. A, I hated it. Because however much they're spending, London on the is a hellhole. It's horrible. By design. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Sadiq Khan. Yeah. yeah. Um, little by little, he's I just have making to tell it. you, Dick. I, I, for people who don't listen to London Calling, which is probably quite a lot these days, given the direction. That's kind of even me Tate now. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's. I, I'm slightly worried. We talked about this a bit, didn't we? Um, that Tobes has been got at. Mm. That that because 
his his position on things like vaccines and vaccine injuries has got more establishment as time has gone on, not less establishment. I mean, you, if the evidence is pointing one way and the evidence is getting stronger all the time for vaccine injuries and so on, it's a bit of an op- opposition to, to go from, yeah, I pretty much accept vaccine injuries and vaccines are a bad thing to, oh, actually, I, no, I think they're good in cer- certain circumstances and for 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 you know the right age groups and at risk groups and and i think that i think that vaccine injuries are overdone you're going wait what mm. well ha- i don't know i i don't honestly know but it, it, it does it does worry me yeah uh, and uh, anyway. i think that the, the team james crowd i mean there's a lot of the ones that i talk to because most of my lot are obviously team james it's, it's like no I, I can't watch that anymore i just spend my time screaming at the uh, um screaming at the computer whatever it is they listen to the podcast on because it's just so frustrating it's it like is, what you were saying about about reason debate it's sort of like you, you two people who are never going to convince each other yeah yeah and there's no middle ground bollocks. yeah yeah it, it, it's like <laughs> and it's not you <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and it's not me. So, so why would I want to listen to somebody talking bollocks? I, th- mm. That is increasingly what I, what I, how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to tell you about my last days hunting, the last day of the hunting season, um, because I, I had really not been looking forward to it. A, because I was ill. I'd been mm-hmm. ill the, from the previous um, fortnight ago's hunting, and I'd just been mm. ill all that time. I thought I was going to have to cancel it. And secondly, because when I'd done the same country this time last year, I'd kind of, I'd fluffed it. So I'd, I'd, I'd tried taking a hedge, not, not done it with any confidence or not done it very well. I came off, landed oh, right. bad, you know, came, came off. No, it didn't hurt myself, but my horse scarpered. And when people had finally retrieved it and brought it back to me, I noticed that my, my saddle flask had been drunk dry, or most of it had gone anyway. Um, well, they, they, they drunk it dry as a reward for their having retrieved my loose horse. Oh, right. Is that, is that what they'll do? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, okay. you can kind of understand that, that, that... I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I can see why they did it, because it's right. annoying having to go and get somebody else's horse if, they, yeah, yeah. if they're a dick and they've come off and, you know... Because you, cause what you really want to be doing is carrying on riding yeah, you don't yeah, want to be sure. rescuing somebody else so so after that that incident i had then taken the rest of the hunt really gingerly and i'd, I'd hung around at the back with the with the people who go through gates and and hadn't jumped anything and and i just felt like, felt like a bit shit like like mm. a, like you do like like in um the red badge of courage when he when he have you read that way where, where no. I think he flees the first battle right and and you don't feel good about yourself you really mm-hmm. don't you, it's not like it's like do you did you know by the way that that horace who wrote dolce et decorum est mm. pro patria mori um he came up with that line he was at the battle of actium and he ran what, away what year is that well it's the one where um you know antony and cleopatra were defeated i think okay God, I didn't realise it was um, that old a uh, a, a thing. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was taken up ironically by by Wilfred Owen. Um, yeah. 
anyway, that was a, that was a, a, a sidetrack. So, so I then had the whole of the summer looking back to my last hunt of the season and thinking, you're just a wimp, James. You didn't really acquit yourself very well and, and you're not that good a rider. And, you know, it was just haunting me. I had a whole, mm. a whole six months to, to think about this and dwell on my inadequacies. So this time I went out again and, again, wasn't looking forward to it, fortified myself quite heavily before, mm. before the match. Um, with some port and stuff and and it was a huge field 150 riders which is just like Blimey. enormous particularly when you get fences where there's only enough room enough for one one rider to go over at a time so you're queuing up and it, mm. and it was all boggy and stuff but later on the, these these hedges started appearing and i i said to my fellow riders you know should i should i do I have to do this? And they said, well, it's up to you, you know. Uh, and I said, yeah, but... And then I overheard some other people saying, shall we go for it or not? And, and, and the other person said, oh, these hedges are quite nice. You'll do them easily. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll listen to this random opinion. And, and so I did that. I, did, I, <laughs> I trust I did, them. I did, I did, so, yeah, exactly. I know, I know, random. They're, they're saying so what they want to hear. Topic. I trust them. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what it was. It was exactly right, mm. Dick. Uh, yeah, they weren't from the experts' book of, of experts, uh, <laughs> hunting expertness. You, you didn't check <laughs> them up on Wikipedia to see how reliable they were no. as witnesses. Uh, no. no, I didn't even. I didn't even see what they looked like. I just heard the conversation out of out of the corner of my ear. <laughs> you may even have imagined it. Yeah, exactly. The first hedge was going down a hill, so down a slope, mm. so like mm. like this. So you, I, I've got a. Uh, hold on, how do I do? Um, yeah, anyway, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, uh, you'll have to get a little plastic horse and a little uh, railway set yes. hedge for me, and you can... Yes, that would have been good. So anyway, I, I, I went over it and did it, and it was, there, and it, and it was fine. And then, then the, 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 there are bits where you're hanging around waiting for stuff to happen, you know, you're doing the chat, and, and it's the field master who decides when, you, when, when, when the field moves on which is you, know, mm. you the field on the horse and i could see this this hedge ahead and then i could see a uh you go over the hedge and then you take a sharp left and you go over another hedge and people were aware that this was probably going to be the next destination mm. and i was looking at this thing and i was saying oh there's a gate down there i could i could do the gate if i wanted to should mm. I do the gate? Because I, you know, I've I've survived one hedge, and 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 will I survive the next? You know, maybe I. And I thought, sod it, James. You've got to you've got to do this thing, or you will you will experience the the whole summer of hating yourself. Again. Of hedge regret. Yeah, hedge regret. And so this is the bit you'll love because it's just like all those battle reenactment you do. So suddenly you see the horse, some of the horses in front start to take off, and. And suddenly you can hear the thumping of hooves all around you as everyone accelerates towards this hedge. Mm. And you take off too, and you're thinking, right, there's, uh, there's no turning back now. And you're going faster and faster and faster towards this thing. And as you, as you get nearer, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, mm. obviously. And, you get, and as you get closer, you're thinking, where am I going to jump exactly? What's the, and and you, you, you go where you think you're going to do, and the, your horse has already... Has other ideas, yeah, yeah other, other ideas and then you're flying over this thing and people are flying over either side of you 
and then you take a left hand turn you go over the other one and you're lo- and you look to your to your side and like as not there's this pretty girl who's just jumped it as well on on her horse and you go how fucking amazing was that and she goes yeah yeah i'm still buzzing and it's just great it's really got sod all to do with foxes, hasn't it? <laughs> so oh. People, people who, who don't like your hunting, they think you're you're dead set on tearing foxes apart. But really, it's just about the next hedge, isn't it? It's just about we the don't next hunt jump. Foxes, Dick. Anyway, that's that's illegal. Oh, that, that, we, that's we an hunt, evil rumor. We hunt trails. Mm. Oh, I did see this enormous, great, big, fat trail <laughs> wandering around. <laughs> in front of one of the hounds, and the hound looked a bit shocked, and the trail wandered off into the um, into the woods. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no, so I mean, that's how the, it goes. The, the, yeah, the, 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 I've never, ever, ever been on a hunt where they've where they've caught a fox ever. Right, I mean, just never. It just it's like and, as, as we've established, I've killed more foxes than you. I, when, yeah. I, when I hit one on my way back from the Glastonbury third Wednesday, and I'm still still feel haunted by it and there's nothing i could do I, about I, I, it but yeah that happens I, I i think a lot of a lot of people are so stupid so ignorant that they actually think that here is james delingpot on his horse and he's he's chasing after fox. i'm trying to like i'm trying to ride down a fox or something mm. no i'm not i'm just trying to stay alive jumping over things with my horse jumping mm. over fence jumping over hedges that's what i'm trying to do and then yeah. seeing whether i've got time to have a quick snifter or, or even a fag I actually hmm. was one point where I actually rolled a rolly in the saddle, which I was very pleased of. Yeah, it's that's really very hard. cool. It's it's very hard getting the, the backy out of your hunting britches. Um, hmm. and, and you've got gloves to get rid of, I suppose. You've got and gloves and you've got your stick. Where do you stick gave, them? Like, and well, I gave my stick to this girl. I mean, I had so many good conversations. And do you know what? You know, I always go for the conversations out hunting. No. Straight down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Just I did nine eleven. Um, Plandemic. Um, what, what's your opener? Uh, oh, uh, which conspiracy theory do you want to know about? Because <laughs> they're all true. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's my that's my that's my right. shut up line. No, nice. Yeah, but you're you're already onto a winner because it's not like you're going to get too many. Well, let's say Corbynistas there for a start. It's uh, you know they're all going to be of a conservative uh, disposition to start with, aren't they? Well, I, I don't, I don't buy into the uh, the idea of conservative or not. I just think they're no. Crazy. But I mean, what what we used to call conservative, as in, you know, that they're, they're going to be old fashioned countryside style traditional beliefs. I think, I think it's it's not even that. It's just that they're, they're up for it, up for it, and and they're up for a up for a, for a bit of adrenaline, a good time, and so they're right. they're, they're kind of more they're, they're not so hidebound um, mm-hmm. because they're all doing something stupid, which is which is borderline illegal. Mm. And um, they're having a, a crazy time, and they're they're just a bit more out there. Mm. Um, the, the the thing I, I I the other thing I like about apart from the adrenaline stuff about it is that you know how when you go to I mean, you don't you didn't go to parties very often, but no, like but, never. No, but so when you go to a party, there's that, that thing where you you go look at the room and you think, who am I going to talk to? Mm. And you think. Um, how you know? How am I going to extricate myself from this conversation so I can cover the room and move on to? And with with hunting, that decision's made for you. That you might have a, a longish conversation, or you might have one that lasts ten seconds, and it all depends on what the horses are doing at that time. Yeah. And you're never short for 
topics to talk about because basically you're, you've just done an amazing thing with the person next to you, a really scary, exciting, wonderful thing. Yeah. So you've got that instant bond. It's like mm. it's, it's 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 like soldiers must feel in combat. Oh, it, it is like the reenactment find... thing you said. I mean, obviously, I've never been in proper combat, but doing the two hundredth anniversary of Waterloo in front of the, um, I think three hundred thousand people watching us or something ridiculous. Um, at, no, it has to have been thirty. Yeah, it couldn't have been three hundred. Thirty thousand people in grandstands watching you doing this thing, and there's about eight thousand reenactors on the field. So. After that, and there's a battle that's lasted maybe six hours in the beer tent. It, it's an amazing grinning at each other going, did that really just happen sort of thing? And you're having a fag and you're having a beer and you are best mates with everyone around you before you even uh, start talking to them. So, yeah, I, I, I get that amazing camaraderie of uh, having that shared experience. It, it, there's nothing to touch it. What, where, do you, where do you piss if you're on the battlefield for six hours? You could go to where there's the least people and face away from them and everyone knows what you're doing. It's, it's just what you do. I've got a feeling that in real battles, they'd square. have happily just... I, I've got a feeling that most of them would have happily just pissed themselves and, uh, and carried have on. You, I mean, have, you formed a, have you ever formed a square? Yes, of course. Yeah, and, and had cavalry charge at me. It's an amazing experience. Wow. And I did it as British facing the French. Uh, on that particular one yeah and what what regiment were you i was um i think i was still ninth east norfolk then or uh, um yeah but uh so i was a corporal so i was a file closer sort of like end of line so i was bang on the corner for that but you, you do it out of necessity because the cavalry are charging at you and you don't want them running around you if you're in line but uh, you're there and they're charging towards you and the ground is shaking and you just can easily imagine what it must have been like if they were genuinely out to try and kill you. And um, you've just got to trust the fact that the horse has got more sense than the rider and the horse isn't going to um, ride into a, a, a wall of bayonets. It's, it, it's going to veer off at the last second, but you're never quite sure that they're going to do that. The idea um, is that a square is unbreakable for a horse, you know, that they don't they, they won't be guided into that sea of bayonets. Right. Um, yes. The sands of the desert are sodden red, red with the wreck of a square that broke. Well, that's the thing. You've got to not break. That's it. Yeah. You've got to hold your nerve. Front rank are kneeling. Right. And then uh, successive ranks stood behind them. So it really is quite a formidable thing. You've seen the paintings of the, the, I have. Know, the, la the Lady, Butler, Lady, Square, um, Lady Butler, Butler Square at Quatre Bras. Um, uh, admittedly done of, of enough years after the event to not quite get the uniforms right. But that's well, she was a lady true. as well, Dick, so she wouldn't know. Uh, no, she wouldn't have known. <laughs> um, yes, the Gatlings jammed and the Colonel's dead. And the regiment's blind with dust and smoke. Um, the... So, um, but I thought that French drill was diff different from... They, they, they all have British. line, column and square. It, it's the, just the standard formations for, um, uh, for repelling enemy or being least vulnerable to artillery. Of course, square is very vulnerable to, to artillery because yeah. you can get a cannonball straight through a dozen men. But they're, when Oof. they're in line, you might just take out two. Um, and uh, you don't want to be um, caught in, in column when you need to open fire because there's not enough uh, guns that can be brought to bear. So 
both sides, all sides, had those three main tactics. It was how well they, they deployed how many, them. How many ranks in a square? Well, it, it depends how many there are of you at that time, but there will normally be at least right. three. And then you've got the drums and like colours and, ball, and the offer. It is, but complete on all sides because the cavalry can go right around you. If you're isolated in the field, if your your um, battalion has been advancing and then you advance too much and the cavalry come out, you, you're screwed. So that's why you rapidly form square. But you have to you have to practice it again and again to get it right to know which side of the square you're on before you even start the manoeuvre. I'm very impressed that you actually have the skills to form a square. It takes a lot of practice. It really is a difficult manoeuvre. And you've got to make it look good as well. well I mean, for reenactment, we... you have to behave like the soldiers of the time. You have to accept the fact that you're going to receive orders from a bloke who is normally your mate, and you're going to have to do exactly what he says. Yes, but I suppose my question to you is, given the nature of military reenactment, you know, you're going out with a bunch of mates of a weekend where there's going to be a small number of you from your local unit mm -hmm. but when you've got to form a square you need lots and lots when do you get when do you get the time to practice okay so you're you're, you're away for an entire weekend and the battle that the public are seeing is only going to take place for a matter of hours so for, uh, for that weekend the, the mornings are spent doing drill in ever bigger units so you start off with with just your section and then it's uh, um just your all the brits that have come along and then in the after early afternoon you might do another session where everyone is practicing the same maneuvers but you should already know the maneuvers and you've all learned from the same drill manual which was the, the drill manual of the time so it, it shouldn't be a big ask to ask you to do the same thing but with more people i see Dick, I've noticed that it is the time when you go and cook i have to go and cook yeah i've got to get those potatoes on in, so, in my hunt um, and gather ghee, which is very yeah, good for well, roast potatoes. And I've got to, do you know what I'm making? No, I I'm don't. Making, I have no um, idea. Beef brisket. Oh, nice. How long is that going to take? Well, this is my worry. I need, I need to go and pay attention to now. I'm, I'm not sure that I trust the, snow, the slow cooker. Right. So we've both got to go. So, well, that's yes. good, Dick. Um, yeah, good, good mix catch of up. Stuff. Sorry to that Satanist again. Um, <laughs> I hope... <laughs> We, we covered it when we talked about war at the end. Um, good. Satan loves that. He does. He does. It's his favourite. He's like blood sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, lads. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Right. Right. Okay. Speak good. to you soon then, brother.